This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to an instant reaction podcast. Uh, Through the Smoke, Miami Hurricanes football and recruiting podcast here on the 24-7 Sports Network. Uh, cool result here, Gabby. Miami finding a way to handle Pitt, 38-34. Close game. Fun game to watch. Uh, two, you know, I think it's fair to say both guys. We knew Kenny Pickett was a high-level quarterback. Uh, Van Dyke, I think it's fair to crown as a high-level quarterback. Uh, dueled it out with Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett threw for 519 yards. Uh, three touchdowns, two picks. Tyler Van Dyke, 428, three touchdowns, one pick. Um, so a lot to get into here. Instant reaction with this game, Gabby. I think, you know, can't bury the lead. Tyler Van Dyke, what, what did we learn about him today? Yeah, I, I feel like sort of like we were talking about, like if he could put together another performance like this. And I mean, he did it. I mean, I feel like, you know, we're starting to, I think it's time to start to sort of feel like, you know, this is his team. This is sort of the guy like, absolutely. Uh, you know, I, th- th- that was a big time performance, man, especially what he did in that first half. Uh, you know, what he did to sort of bail out Miami there at the end and on that last drive where they're sort of like pinned back against their own end zone, um, nearly got like nearly like had a safety, all that stuff to sort of bail him out of that. Um, you know, it's just the demeanor, man, really stands out just the way he sort yeah. of carries himself and, just sort of plays like really just like sort of like balls to the wall, you know, like just like that guy just like doesn't really never really shooken up. You know, I think he's the sort of the, the type of quarterback that guys rally around that want to play for because he's not sort of like that raw, raw guy just sort of has like this cool confidence and you see it on the field. And, you know, it, it, it's it's been really cool to see this development, probably the most shocking development of the year. I did not think, especially after the Virginia North Carolina game, right? This is who he was going to be, but extremely pleasant surprise that uh you know we found ourselves a quarterback moving forward do you think he was better and you know there could be recency bias here do you think he was better against pittsburgh than he was against nc state because he was excellent against nc state as well i mean i think i mean pretty similar performances like there's there's maybe a few that i would like to have back from van dyke but Man, uh, if Tyler, if Charleston Rambo doesn't like sort of fumble right. over himself on that long ball and he catches that and probably runs with it, that that's a long touchdown. Right. Um, you know, Miami had to settle for a field goal once because, you know, Van Dyke again had the RPO with Rambo uh, that right. he dropped it in the middle of the field. He probably runs to the pylon and scores right there. Um, you know, I think he could have had another touchdown on the board and probably a few more yards, maybe potentially closer to 500 yards. So might lean uh pit with the recency stuff, but I, mean, I would both excellent performances. I think the only mark to me, I mean, in the pick game is the, is the pick, right. And yeah. he was trying to make a play, you know, I think he was unlucky that both his primary targets slipped. Right. Yeah. But still he threw the ball across his body. Yeah. Didn't need to do that. He even admitted after the game, you know, he called it 
this, these are his words, a stupid decision, um, you know, and that's just understanding, I think, situation, right? Because he just needs to throw it away, let Andy Borigala kick a field goal. That would have put, I believe, the score at 41-34. At the end of the day, it didn't really matter because the defense held up in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Tyler Van Dyke, um, he is really, you know, the combination of him and his ability to push the ball all over the field. Um, Rooster opening things up in the run game. And, you know, I think too, I mean, there was penalties right on the offensive line. They're by no means perfect, but they are playing at a higher level than we saw at the start of the year. And all these factors, you know, this is the offense we expected to see. I, I keep saying this, you know, since that NC state game, but it's true. Um, this potential has been there the whole time. It's finally coming together. It's finally clicking. Um, you know, Jalen Knighton running for a 40 yard touchdown against a pit defense. That's, that's nothing to just brush over. Um, it's very hard to generate explosive rushing touchdowns against pit. He finished the day, 17 attempts, 80 yards, two touchdowns, averaging 4.7 yards per carry. So not the, the craziest numbers, right? But uh, you will take those numbers all day long against a pit defense that stacks the box and wants you to run into a stack box. Uh, Jalen Knight and all things considered had a big day. Um, obviously Rambo had a big day, but there was other receivers too that stepped up. Gabby, I'm curious which one of these guys would you highlight um, that impressed you? Yeah, I mean, there's two guys I can sort of juggle around right now, but I mean, I'm going to sort of give the nod to Keyshawn Smith. Um, You know, I thought he had a really big day, had that explosive play early on. And that touchdown that he had there at the end, that is sort of like off the tip of his fingers, you know, it was really one of those that he had to sort of extend those arms and and bring that in. So um, I think it was really good to see a a big day from, from Keyshawn Smith. I feel like that was one of those things that was sort of, it was sort of maybe trending that way that it was coming. It was nice to, nice to see him sort of have the day that maybe we thought that he could have had earlier, sort of be the guy that we thought earlier in the season he could have be. And so, I mean, I was really excited to see him ball out, but I mean, I have a feeling you might go Restrepo. And I think that's, there's a very, very legitimate argument for him too. Restrepo with the sideline catches were impressive, you know, in general today, I think the quick, uh, passing game to the sidelines was impressive, right? Yeah. Finally, Miami was picking up yards on those plays. Yeah. And the yards, um, after, uh, yards after the catch too, which I thought, yes. that, that, I think that was a big deal also. It was. And uh, one of those yards after catch plays, the Will Mallory trick play, right? Yeah. Um, we re- remember last year, um, they weren't necessarily trick plays, um, but Rat Lashley designed plays that led to uh, wide open touchdowns to Will Mallory and Cam Harris last year. Uh, Rhett Lashley was able to devise a wide open touchdown again to Will Mallory this year. Those seven points are big, right? Um, and that was a cool play. I think that was a big confidence boosting play too in general for the offense. So, and also, I mean, look, Will Mallory can't fumble, got away with one there, but it is good that Will Mallory is starting to make plays that tight end threat is so important for this offense, three catches, 68 yards and a touchdown. Um, also, I know, you, I know you and I both are Elijah Arroyo right. fans. Yeah. Good to see him get in the end zone. 
Yeah, I, I thought that was a big time play from him too. Just the way he was able to sort of go down and get it too, like sort of like the baseball slide into the end zone sort of and to sort of make that play. I thought that was good. I mean, I think getting him involved is a big deal too. They got him involved in ways against NC State. So just to sort of see him be a part of the game plan and to, you know, get in the end zone, um, that that I think that's a huge deal. And so definitely encouraging to see both the tight ends sort of get going. Yeah, like you said, you don't want to see the fumble from Mallory, but you know, you're, I feel like his confidence is sort of back to where it was after that uh, that Michigan State drop. And I know they don't play against each other, right? But I am very impressed by the way Tyler kept coming back at Kenny Pickett. Yeah. Because I think I texted you, Gabby, after the first quarter, right? Like, Tyler was balling in that yeah. first quarter. Then I go and look at the stats and Kenny Pickett's thrown for 210 yards to, I think Tyler Van Dyke might've had like 190 after yeah. the first quarter. And it's like, man, like Kenny Pickett's still coming too. Um, do you take anything from that? Just the, the, and again, they're not playing against each other. Right. Yeah. But the fact that Tyler's like, no, I'm going to answer. I would argue, you know, statistically maybe didn't have the better game, but I think Tyler did have the better game. Um, to me, that means something. The fact that he can go back and forth with a, a quarterback, that's going to be a first round pick. I think it's fair to say. Yeah. And I, I think that's a big deal, man. And I think that just goes back to sort of like the confidence that he has in himself, like just to be like, so for Pitt, I mean, knowing how that offense was to sort of come out of the gate and score. And then for Tyler Van Dyke to just come right back and be like, all right, like, let's do this. Like, I think that, I think that just says a lot about him. I think that's what we've seen from him over these last two games. And even going back into the second half of that North Carolina game where I feel like everything really got started for him. Um, you know, I, I, again, I think he's just a competitor, man. Like, I think he's just one of those dudes that just sort of shows up and is, is ready for whatever is going to sort of adapt to his situation and is going to lead his team. And, you know, and whether that's, I mean, we haven't really seen him handle like a big lead or anything like that, or just sort of like, but you can tell that he's a guy that's going to go out there and just like, again, just, just sort of give it everything that he's got. And I think that that's one of the things that stands out to me about him. The uh, let's, let's transition to the defense, right? I think we all know by now, like, this is what the defense is, right? They just kind of have to play good enough. And to me, the key, the key thing with the defensive performance today, uh, they won the turnover battle, right? Uh, Miami, this defense isn't, go, isn't like, again, straight up, it's not a salty defense. Um, but they can get timely turnovers, right? They do have the athletes to go out and get turnovers, um, which is huge in, in games where the margins are slim. So Miami wins the, two, the turnover battle two to one, um, I believe, or at least interception wise. Yeah. Um, what's your take on the defense? Because, I mean, look, I think at times they did a good job. I think in the second quarter, we saw them confuse Kenny Pickett some with, with coverage, different coverage looks where Kenny was holding onto the ball a while. Um, you know, at, at times, I think the pressure was good. At times, I think the pressure wasn't good. At times, I think the pressure was good and they didn't finish sacks when they had the opportunities. Uh, but some of that credit goes to Kenny Pickett because he's got that Tony Romo move perfected. Yeah. Um, so overall, just defense, um, I think it's good enough, right? I mean, yeah, it's not great. It's not good, but it's good enough, especially when 
you have a quarterback like Tyler Van Dyke that's out there dealing. Yeah, and th- I think that's a great way to put it. Just it, it just feels like they're good enough. You know, this isn't a defense that's going to pitch a shutout this year. Um, you know, they're not going to, you know, t- take over a game. Um, you know, I do feel like they've done they've done an okay job sort of coming up big at times. Like, you know, I feel like yeah. holding Pitt to a field goal there uh, when it was 31. When it was 31 yeah, in the fourth quarter to hold them to a field goal there. That's a, that's a big stop. I mean, Cam Kitchens sort of reading that Philly special was – I mean, that was, that was a veteran move, you know, like that was, that was big time to see from a true freshman. Um, and again, so, you know, you, I think there's definitely positives to take away from everything, but overall, um, you know, I felt like Pitt could just like sort of just march down the field a few times where it was just like sort of pinned them back deep and it was just three or four plays and they're like comfortably in Miami territory. Um, so yeah, there's obviously things that are missing there and by no means do I think that that's a complete unit or again, a good, like a, a good unit, but I, it seems like they, they just consistently do enough to win at least over the last few games. And, um, you know, obviously a long way to go, but a lot of young dudes on the defense, obviously with the two freshman safeties, you have Marcus Clark that played a lot too, freshman core. And then, you know, the young guys sort of up front as well. So I think there's things to be encouraged about, but I mean, the product right now just isn't great. Right. And, and to be fair, right. Pittsburgh has a good offense. Yeah. Kenny Pickett is a stud, right. Um, it's just, you know, the standard at Miami's high. And, uh, and I do think it's worth noting that moving forward, Miami's not going to really play an offense, you know, in terms of the regular season, yeah. anywhere close to this. Um, so that's encouraging. Yeah. And I think Manny Diaz hinted at it too. Like they've played a lot of good quarterbacks. They have. I mean, you consider Bryce Young, uh, Peyton Thorne, who just beat Michigan. Um, you got Brennan. Sam Howell, you got Brennan Armstrong and you got, um, Leary's Kenny, good too. Kenny Pickett, Devin Leary. Like, I, I mean, I would, I would argue that that's probably like, I mean, of the, of the entire schedule, it's, it's a strong you've slate. Seen, you've seen the better of yes. the quarterbacks that you're going to see from this point on. So now it's just about, you know, just continuing to take that energy into the next one and stuff. But I think that the quarterback play in general is going to take, you know, a step back, uh, you know, from a defensive standpoint moving forward. James Williams leads the team with nine tackles, had an interception. Um, Cam Kitchens, let me find his stats, four tackles, one tackle for loss, one pass breakup. You know, I think there was times where, you know, look, Mark Whipple, is an offense. He is an offensive coordinator at the college level that has an NFL mentality. And, and what I mean by that is he's an excellent game planner. And the way he game plans is he finds what he thinks is your weakness and he's going to pick at it all day, all game long until you adjust and fix what he's picking at. Um, a lot of college offensive coordinators don't do that. They just run what run what they run, no matter the opponent and uh, hope that they execute at a level that brings success. So it was clear at times, I think, that Mark Whipple was, was trying to pick at, you know, the freshman. I think there was times where the freshman made some minor freshman mistakes. Yeah. But overall, I think they held up well. Would you agree with that, the, the two safeties on the back end? Yeah, no, absolutely. Like, again, like, if people weren't telling you they're freshmen – like if you didn't know that they're a freshman, I mean, you're watching that game as someone that just is not aware you're listening with like on mute. I don't think you're looking at Cameron kitchens and James Williams and being like, yeah, those guys are clearly the, the weaknesses on the team. Like, I think right. you might be saying the opposite. So, um, you know, I, 
just with both those guys again. I mean, I think Cam, that's just a, a huge play he makes on the goal line. James Williams, obviously able to come up with that big pick. I mean, those are, those are two game changing plays that each one of those guys made. So, I mean, I think that's super encouraging to see from those guys. Zach McLeod, I think deserves a shout out one and a half sacks on the day. Um, I think too, you know, Takori couch had a, had a tough day. It seemed like Whipple wanted to, to go at him quite a bit. Yeah. Seemed like Whipple also wanted to go at Gervin Hall quite a bit. Um, so again, I mean, Mark Whipple is a tremendous play caller and when he has a good quarterback, like Kenny Pickett to work with, it's going to put a lot of stress on your defense. Um, but overall, you know, I think a solid day, eight tackles for loss, uh, four sacks. I think that sack total could have been higher, but yeah, yeah. credit, credit to Penny, uh, Penny kick it, Kenny Pickett. um, <laughs> For being elusive, I mean, that's why he is on the NFL's radar, right? Those yeah. plays will succeed in the NFL as well. Um, anything else to touch on defensively that I'm missing here, you think? No, I, th- I, think, okay. that's, I think that's pretty much everything. Tyreek Stevenson uh, pick, that was a yeah, huge play. Yeah, that's fair. Tyreek was good. Yeah, Tyreek is definitely good. their best corner. I yeah. mean, imagine if Miami hadn't landed him in the transfer yeah. portal where they would be at with the yeah. cornerback spot right now. Um, so yeah, I mean, credit to Tyreek for, and I think I've go I was gonna say, that's Miami stealing a possession and then going and scoring a touchdown. That Correct. was a big play. Yeah. Correct. So, you know, I think Tyreek gets a lot of credit for, or deserves credit for improving a lot during ACC play while facing these good quarterbacks on the schedule here in recent weeks. So um, that's cool to see. I thought Leonard Taylor flashed, right? We saw him in the backfield a lot. I don't know if he got like officially credited with sacks or tackles for loss, but he was certainly in the backfield a lot, I think, uh, affecting the play, affecting the quarterback. So uh, it's hard for a true freshman on the line of scrimmage to make plays. Leonard Taylor's finding a way to do that as well at the defensive tackle spot. Um, Let's go... Um, big picture talk here, and then we will wrap things up. So Miami is two and zero. They've won two straight against ranked opponents. Um, you know, I think going into those games, it was fair to look at NC State as the best team in the Atlantic, and going into this game, of course, it was fair to look at Pitt as the best team in the Coastal. Yeah. Um. And honestly, Miami's still in the coastal race. I know, I mean, this is, they're still, they're not in control of their own destiny and all that. Um, They still need help. Um, But if Pitt loses, I believe, and if Virginia loses, I believe, Miami's got a chance to go to Charlotte. Um, You look at the remaining four games, it's pretty encouraging, right? It goes Georgia Tech, Florida State, uh, Virginia Tech and Duke, I believe, yeah. right? And when this game ended, this Miami Pittsburgh game, I don't know what the results are going to be here later in the day for those teams, but none of those teams had winning records. So, what do you expect now moving forward the rest of this season? I mean, I don't know if this is even fair to say, but man, I mean, 
if you can beat the if you could beat NC State and you could beat Pitt, like I yes. feel like you got you got to find a way to run the table, man. Like I feel Absolutely. like it's a chan- I feel like it's a chance to to really just flip the season around again. These dudes are playing hard for for Manny. Uh, it seems like with Tyler Van Dyke, they definitely found something. Um, you know, I don't think Miami should. I think Miami should at least open as a favorite in each one of their last four games. Um, I think they should be expected to win uh, these last four games. Honestly, I'm not, I'm not sure if it, if it should be fair to say that that should be the expectation, but it feels like the opportunity to run the table the rest of the way is, is I mean, you got to feel pretty good about that, right? Like, I feel like it's not yeah. super crazy no, they to sort of feel right now. They should run the table. Um, you know, interestingly, I, I do think the best team – and it's kind of a similar storyline with Miami right now. I think the best remaining team is Florida State. because yeah. um, Just because they're, they're, they're finding their stride. They are playing well. I still have questions about their personnel. And if we're just comparing personnel for personnel, I think Miami's is better. Um, but Florida State's playing with confidence. They are playing well. Um, you know, I have the Clemson-Florida State game on right now, and it's a close game. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I do think, look, we can't keep lowering our expectations at Miami. I think that is a problem with the program. So moving forward, you know, you got to win out. You got to go yeah. eight and four. Put yourself in position for whatever eight and four means, right? Yeah. Uh, whether that's you get to Charlotte or you get to a bowl game, et cetera. Yeah. Um, I mean, eight and four, of course, gets you to a bowl game. But, um, yeah. I think right now the expectation needs to be eight and four. Let's go. Manny seems to have figured some things out. Um, I still think in terms of what the feeling for Manny Diaz, you know, the trajectory of the Manny Diaz era is, I think that story still has to be written with these final four games, right? Um, And for me, I think he has to win out, right? If he wins out, he definitely, not definitely, but I think he deserves to get a chance in 2022 to show what he's got as well. Um, any other hiccups, I think that's it's a fair discussion to have. It's a fair question for Manny to answer. Um, let's, cl- let's close on this awkward talking point. Blake James, right? Uh, he went out and publicly tried to distance himself from Manny Diaz before the NC State game. Uh since then, Manny Diaz has gone to a no. What do you think this reflects poorly on the leadership ability, you know, of Blake James beyond other factors at play with Blake James that a lot of the fan base doesn't like just what he, what he did as a leader. Do you have an issue with it? I mean, I, I do. Um, to me, it's the timing, right? Yeah, he did the it the day off. before a game. Yeah. yeah like, right? And it's just like, I, it just seems sketchy to me from the jump. Like you're almost like, you're almost anticipating your team to lose. Um, you know, you were sort of just like trying to get ahead of something that you felt like was inevitable. That clearly wasn't. I think it just shows that like, obviously there was little to no belief that Manny Diaz was going to win that or that. Miami was going to win that game against Seen NC State. Yeah. yeah. And so just because of that, I mean, I feel like I do, I mean, have, I do have a problem with it and I think it reflects extremely poorly on him. And I think if you're Manny Diaz, you have to have like a little smirk on your, you're probably walking around the facility with a little yes. smirk on your face 
Like, yeah. Um, who's the one that looks stupid? Cause I feel like Blake James looks really, really bad right now. Like, I have like, no question. Yeah. I think he looks really bad. And it's just like, I think if you're Manny Diaz, you're just like, I mean, yes. Yay. You got to keep your job. But at the same time, it's just like, yeah, like you did that. And this is what we did. Like get some of that. Right. Cause Manny Diaz gets to make a case for his job with results. Right. Yeah. And right now he's getting results. Uh, so good on Manny Diaz. I think his fate will play out with the results the rest of the year, right? Whatever that means. Uh, Blake James, we'll see. I mean, yeah. he keeps hiding. So yeah, I think he's you know, digging himself in more of a hole. I don't think like, he's going to face the music on any of no. this. Um, no shot. So we'll see what happens with Blake James as well. Um, but don't want to end on that note. Let's end on a good note. Miami wins against a ranked opponent for the second straight week. Uh, 38-34 over Pitt. Seems like Manny Diaz has found something. Uh, again, whatever the results are with Manny Diaz are the results. But I think everyone likes Manny Diaz. Everyone has to feel good for Manny Diaz right now that he seems to be finding something with this group. Uh, but he's got to keep it rolling. Got to keep getting wins because that's the bottom line when you're the head coach at the University of Miami. So, Excellent game. Fun to watch. Miami as a quarterback. On to Georgia Tech. Till next time, take care.